0: Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. here's this week's message my scripture readings today come from first King chapter 8 I'll be reading 22 to 30 then 41 to 43 then John 656 to 69 then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands toward heaven and said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you. You in heaven above or on earth below, you who keep your covenant of love, with your servants servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised And with your hands you have fulfilled it as it is today now Lord God of Israel keep for your servant David my father the promises you made to him when you said you shall never fail to have a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel if only your sons are careful in all they do to walk before me as you have done and now O God of Israel Let your word that you promised, your servant David, my father, come true. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Yet give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. O Lord, my God, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying. In your presence this day, may your eyes be open toward this temple night and day. This place of which you said, my name shall be there, so that you will hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place. Hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive And as for the foreigner, who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name, for men will hear of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm. When he comes and prays toward the temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and do whatever the foreigner asks of you so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people Israel, and may know that this house I have built bears your name. And from John 6, beginning at 56, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in a synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing this, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Excuse me one second. I wanted to begin by reminding you of one line that we read when we did the responsive reading. It says, One day spent in your temple is better than a thousand anywhere else think of those words one day is better in the temple so this story begins after Solomon has built the new temple we know that David originally wanted to build the temple but God told him that his son would build the temple so Solomon has built the new temple the temple in Jerusalem and the people are coming to worship there and if you look at in most Bibles it begins by saying Solomon's Prayer of Dedication. And When I read that, and I thought about when when new churches are built, in this case it was a temple, but when new churches are built, we usually have a dedication ceremony. Now, I doubt there's anyone that's been here since this church has been here, but Mm -hmm. there probably was a dedication ceremony at that time for the church. But I want you to think about that as Solomon is dedicating the building, we say the word church the first thing that we think about is the building right is the building but as a church it's more important that we think about the people you are the church it's not the building that's the church it's you as the people are the church and sometimes i think we tend to forget that And we think about this building is the church. And yes, we do refer to it as a church building. But what's important and what is more important is the people that fill the pews in the building. That is the church. And that's what Solomon here, when he's dedicating the temple, first he's talking about the building. That he's dedicating the building. And that's the way our building should be. Should be dedicated to God. Now I've thought about since most of us weren't here when the first buildings may have been built, or even a remodeling, and may have done a dedication for that. Maybe we need to rededicate the building. Maybe we need to consider that as something to think about—a rededication of the building for God's blessings and for the service of God. But. As you see, Solomon went on to say that it wasn't just about the building. He talked about the people that were coming. Even the foreigners, he said, even the foreigners who do not belong to your people Israel, when they come, bless those people also. And he says when the people are praying to the direction of the building, this is something I always had a little struggle with. If you're familiar with Jewish people, they believe that They should pray in the direction of the building if they can't be there. When you're at home and you want to pray about the people in the building, I don't think you have to necessarily make sure you're facing toward the direction of the building, right? We just need to be praying to God. But we do need to pray for the people around us, for the people that are in the pews today. And look around. We need to pray for each other. And we need to pray for the people that aren't in the pew. For the people that aren't here, no matter what the reason might be, we need to be doing what Solomon was doing. He was praying for the building, but he was also praying for the people that would worship in that building. It was a new building. It was a dedication. But even though we have an older building, we need to be praying for the people of the church. You are the church. Say it with me. We are the church, right? We are the church. And that's what God wants us to remember, that as church folks, we are the church. And when we leave this building, God goes with us. Solomon was praying even that he said that God may not be in that building alone because he knew that God was everywhere. He said, you can't contain God. That God is in the heavens. God is on earth. God is everywhere. But, but if you read the story, it says that when they dedicated that building, they had a section of it that was called the Holy of Holies. And if you remember when we talked about the um, the temple or the tabernacle that they hauled with them, literally carried around when they were in the desert, they had a section of it that was called the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was, and only one One priest could go in at a time. And if you remember the story, they tied a rope around his foot in case he didn't come back out. But they could pull him out, right? But they could pull him out. But here in the Holy of Holies, it said that when it was all done, it was finished. And they put the Ark of the Covenant in there. It said that if if you read this story, that the cloud of God filled the room. Can you imagine that? Seeing the cloud of God fill the room now of course they couldn't have been in there at that moment but can you imagine seeing that i thought about i've heard stories where some churches say they they saw a vision of god on maybe on a wall or somewhere they've had things like that i think that would be interesting to see but i believe that god is everywhere and that's what we have to remember we have to remember that god is in the building But God is also with us when we leave the building. When we go in the store, God is with us. When we go home, God is with us. No matter where we go, if you go to work or whatever you do, God is there. And we need to remember as God's children that we are acting the way we should be acting. That people will see us and they need to see God through us. That we can be an example to people around us that they will have the desire to be a part of the church that they will have a desire to come out to the church and see what this is all about and we should be praying each one of us should be praying on a regular basis not only for our church building or buildings I could say but for the people in the church I pray on a regular basis for our our group of churches and for the people that are in the church and I pray that we have a desire to be a part of that church that we have a desire to do whatever it is that God is calling us to do in that church as most of you know if you do anything with counsel or any part of the church it's hard to find someone to step up and do another activity in the church it's like no I don't want to do that I know I'm a good one to talk because I know when God called me I was like no Lord I can't do that I'm scared to death to be in front of people I don't know this word well enough to be up here teaching it trust me I spent a lot of time studying for each week but it's about the fact that God will provide for us God will help us to get through if we distrust him and he will help us that we can do something for the church his church, for your church, and that's what Solomon was trying to say it's God's house, we are God's children, we are the church. So Solomon was praying for the church and for the people. It also reminded me when I now that I think about it when I was studying this. If you think about when Christ, before he went to the cross, what was some of the last things he did? He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for the people, for even us at that time. And he prayed for himself, because he was the temple that was about to be destroyed. But he knew that he would raise from that grave that we might have life everlasting. So then when we go to the section about from John, Jesus is telling them that he is the bread of life. Now I know he tells them, to eat of the bread of life, to eat of his body, drink of his blood. He was using that as symbolism, that's my belief at least. You may not agree with me, but it was symbolism of the fact that he was going to the cross, that he would give his body, he would give his blood, that we might have life everlasting. When we celebrate communion, that's what we're doing. We're celebrating that Christ gave his body, gave his blood, That we might have life eternal if we allow Christ to be part of us he's saying that we will have that life everlasting that was what he's trying to tell them. and and the people when he was talking he was talking he uses the word disciples and it wasn't just the twelve disciples it was all the followers that he had at this point that he's talking to them and when he tells them this They say it's a hard teaching to follow. And we know it can be. We know that there's a lot of stuff in this Bible that's hard for us to understand. We might read it today and get something out of it, and tomorrow get something different. But that's the object, is that we study it, that we read it, that we try to learn, and that we try to help one another. I heard a radio uh, evangelist the other night that said, I, I listen to a lot of radio when I'm driving, Christian radio and he said that the young people that are leaving the church said they are leaving the church because they can't understand and no one's giving them the answers that's the majority of the reason because we are not doing our job of answering their questions and I believe that's for all of us when you know some young people whether it be children grandchildren whoever. It's our job to help explain. He said churches are good at telling stories, like we tell the story of of Noah or Jonah, but it still doesn't answer their questions. It sure woke me up when I thought about it, that yeah, we're pretty good at telling stories, but are we answering the questions that the youth need? So we need to be doing a better job of helping them to understand what this is about. We need to do better. And this is what happened with the people that Jesus were talking to. They didn't understand. Excuse me. <coughs> so they literally quit following Jesus. Today, they quit going to church. Look around. We have all kinds of empty views. We have plenty of room. But we need to get those people in here so that we have that chance to help explain to them what it's about. And it's interesting because when he said to to the disciples, to the twelve, do you want to leave also? And Peter, you know, Peter being the spokesperson that he is, he says, where would we go? Where would we go? We know that you have the words for eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One. And that's what we should all be saying, that we know that jesus christ is the holy one is the son of god and because of that we want to be part of this church we want to live our lives that we can be the hands the feet and the face of jesus christ and right now we know that there's a lot of troubles going on around us between the fact of the COVID, between what's going on in afghanistan we can look around and say we know that there's a million problems going on every day and what are we going to do about it? So I want to close real quick with this part from Ephesians. marked here somewhere. Ephesians 6, beginning at 10. Listen to these words. Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. That's why I gave you a little favor. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle... And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. We need to put on that armor of God. We all need it. Trust me. I need it. You need it. We all need it. Because we know the devil is working overtime. And remember that with God's help, with his full armor, we can get, get rid of the devil. We can get rid of the evil forces around us. And remember to pray for your church, your church being the people in the buildings. Pray for your family, your friends, your neighbors. Pray without ceasing. All would said pray without ceasing. We need it now more than we have ever needed it because we're in a very trying time. So that's why I gave you the little paper. I found that in one of them. And it says the full armor of God. Yeah, you might have to use a magnifying glass. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we need that armor of God because we are the church. And we need to remain the church. We need to keep praying for each and, each and every one of us. For all, For each other. For each other. We need that. Please don't forget. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we do know that you are a great and awesome God. And Lord, we are thankful that we know that you are the one true God. And like Peter said, we believe and we know that Jesus is the Son of God. That you are the one true Lord. And Lord, we know that we're going through trying times. We know that the devil is working overtime. The devil knows that we're getting near to the end of times and he's trying to make his last attempt to draw everyone he can away from you. As we look around and we see so many people missing and we see so few in our churches that we know that he is doing a good job right now. So we need to be better at doing your work. Lord I pray that you would help us help us to have the strength and the courage and to be the feet and hands and face of you to those around us no matter where we are no matter if we're in a store or if we're in public somewhere whether we're in the middle of a restaurant but yet Lord that you are there giving us the words giving us the courage Lord we thank you thank you for all your blessings Thank you for everything that you've done for each one of us. And may you just guide us through the rest of our days. Help each one of us. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I had the privilege recently going to a